Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, all of my crypto nerd fans. Guess what? We're back again. This week, we have been touching on real estate and blockchain. We have Yael here from Solid Block. Uh, this is one of the oldest projects that deals with real estate and tokenization on the entire blockchain. I'm super excited to get down to some questions here. She's going to give us a primer, and you're going to want to pay attention. Yael, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to talk to the crypto nerd family about real estate, blockchain, and specifically the tokenization of projects. Um, Solid Block has been around for, uh, what, four years, maybe five years now. It's one of the oldest tokenization projects, it seems like, on the blockchain. Is that a safe assumption? So we are the first tokenization company that issued a smart contract for a commercial real estate project there might have been a few tokenization companies before us that focused on kind of equity or funds and also by the way on non-security tokens you can call that also tokenization right so right. our innovation uh in 2018 and our contribution to the more compliant version of um, tokenization was that we created a smart contract that had a gateway that would close for investors that did not pass the compliance process and open for anybody that passes KYC, AML, and accreditation. And that allowed for this technology to be used coupled with the securities regulations. So the, the tokenization process, really, that's the, the crux of the matter that I really want to talk to today. Um, my audience has seen a lot of traditional real estate and some um, fractional ownership, some tokenization of other properties. You seem to be specifically focused on commercial properties. And right. let me ask you, why is tokenization, why is that better for folks than, you know, investing in something like a, a REIT or something along those lines? Okay, so a REIT is a fund that basically consists of different properties that the fund managers invest in. So they make those decisions for you. So if you want passive income that is not liquid, then you can invest in private REIT. They get pretty good rates. If you invest in a public REIT, your rates are going to go down because of the costs associated with managing a public company. And if you want to have control over the assets that you invest in and still have liquidity, then the security token offering is for those investors. So from the investor point of view, uh, investors frequently like to get involved, especially millennial investors, to get mm -hmm. involved in projects that they identify with, projects that they like, maybe their ESG, you know, environmental social governance aspects, maybe affordable housing, maybe, I don't know, maybe crypto mining, whatever you want to get involved with. And you as an investor don't want to get stuck in that project for many years and be at the mercy of the project's owner to sell it for you to earn capital gains. With tokenization, you as an investor have the power to liquidate your earnings, right? To liquidate your holdings, your fractional holdings, and sell them on an exchange to someone else. So that's the benefit to the investor. The benefit to the asset owner, there's actually many more benefits into managing your assets cap table on the blockchain. The main one is access to blockchain economy, access to loans or collateralized security tokens, access to structured products, which are indices, ETFs, and all of that finance that comes with asset being on the blockchain. 
much more control, many more options. Uh, I've put the link up actually for your marketplace there. So if I were an investor in one of your, um, uh, you know, one of these projects that you had uh, posted, I could exit at any point in time. Is there a, a vesting period, a certain period of time that I have to hold on to uh, my tokenization, my tokens? Yes, there is a one year lockup and that's necessitated by the US regulations. So if you're a US investor, then there will be a one year lockup for securities investments. And if you are an overseas investor, then you do not have that lockup and you can sell on over the counter or on an exchange right away. Okay, got it. So I still have lots of access. I do have to still be you, you, you play by the rules. You have some compliance. Um, is it all KYC? Yes. So the KYC is embedded into a platform like SolidBlock. If you're buying, if that's where you're buying the security tokens. Mm -hmm. So you have to go through a very quick KYC and AML and also accreditation process because most, almost these assets on the primary level are still available only to accredited or sophisticated investors. Right. I was just going to ask who can participate. So is there a certain allowance for non-accredited investors? Some of these investor club type rules allow for a certain percentage or is that project by project basis? Yeah. So right now it's mainly project by project basis at the moment. However, we are going to see a lot more read like projects because it's true. A lot of investors want to kind of participate from the real estate market in the real estate market overall. And maybe they want managers to kind of decide what is the best, uh, you know, what is the best to buy or sell at any given time. So what we're seeing right now is the aggregation and SolidBlock also has a product for structured uh, for structuring these indices where you can um, investors can basically invest into a, a basket or a portfolio. Okay. Now it seems like SolidBlock has, has chosen that um, that commercial property um, avenue. Is there any plan for uh, retail uh, residential homes or multi-unit properties? Um, you know, for you know traditional um, homesteads. So there are a few other platforms that focus on single-family properties. I think that's an interesting application um, to provide kind of mortgage-like loans from the DeFi space. I think that in general, this will work uh, as an aggregate of, of, uh, of properties overall, right? And then mm -hmm. um, offering kind of loans based on, on that aggregate, just basically because I don't think an individual home will have a lot of liquidity. So I don't know how many people are going to trade in and out of individual homes at any given moment, right? But right. Um, it is a really good fixed income product. Fixed income product is basically um, where you have a bond and a coupon. So you have a bunch of single family homes. You can put them together as one product and then um, raise funds for investors to contribute to the pool of capital from which these new homes are bought. And then there should be an asset manager, of course, to, to collect the rent. And then the rent is being distributed. Now, the the only issue with this model is that uh, un, unless it's single, uh, unless this is a short term rental and the returns are relatively low for this operation, you know, somewhere from five to six percent, which right. is uh, uh, in commercial real estate because of the scale and the asset management at large and the triple net leases where, you know, a uh, triple net lease is basically a five to ten year lease to which the uh, the renter is bound and uh, it's secured and insured. 
So in this scenario, uh, the fixed income returns are usually around 8%. So it's more, uh, it's more attractive, but mind you, an interesting thing right now on, on the street, the word on the street is that uh, cryptocurrencies have largely replaced the uh, replaced real estate as an alternative investment class. As the hedge. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. right? I've been hearing that too. The returns uh, are higher. Returns are higher in general, right? Uh, for now, at least for now. So it's just not as attractive to look at a single family residence. Um, yes. But you see a possibility where, you know, maybe those are pooled together in a, a fun style. That is something that I've seen folks um, contemplating and, and try to put out there. What about agriculture? Um, are there any agricultural projects that, um, you know, might be on your platform at some point? Yes. So the agriculture product is the same, you know, in terms of uh, kind of a business, right? So if it's land, then it go comes under the same category um, uh, of uh, kind of an asset that you can buy and sell, right? And it has an right. inherent value. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we've, we've got a, a predominant focus on the commercial properties. Let's say I'm a commercial owner. Let's say I own a um, an incubator warehouse in um, Austin. And I wanted to tokenize this. How would I go about that? How, how long does the process take? Yeah. So what kind of assets do you have? Uh, let's say it's a commercial building that's, um, you know, it's an incubator for, for new startup companies in Austin. Okay. Got it. Okay, great. So basically at the, at the initial stage, we would need an, a recent appraisal to verify the price, or we would use that as a, as a price for launching the token. And then we would request, um, you know, a model, a business model where you show how investors are making money based on, um, you know, expenses, asset management and uh, revenues from rent. And then and then basically the next step is for you to create an offering memorandum. And um, there are professionals that do that. It's called the actually PPM, private placement memorandum. It's a security offering document. And then we will uh, create a smart contract based off of those conditions and the, and the, on the offering memorandum. The offering memorandum usually delineates uh, who you're going to be raising from according to which regulation. So if you're raising from the U.S. investors with an exemption of uh, Reg D 506 c which allows you to target accredited investors, and then also Reg S from foreigners, then we will know that in the smart contract we will allow for both US and foreign uh, residents to buy the token. We also will know that for, for the US residents will need to, will require accreditation proof. And uh, and so that's that's basically the, the initial phase of the smart contract. Also, you will delineate what is the minimum investment that you will accept and uh, how long the offering is going for, whether it's 12, 12 months, maybe six months, and so on and, and yeah and and also you will uh provide some documentation uh regarding the special purpose vehicle that will own that part of the capital stack so you need to create a new company that will own what you're tokenizing most in most uh, asset owners do not tokenize 100 percent of their equity most of them tokenize 25 to 50 percent of the equity so uh, you, yes yeah, so you basically create this liquid layer of a cap stack so once you have that private place memorandum, as I mentioned, that outlines all of these things among, of course, 30 pages of legal language, mm -hmm. uh, then, then we we finish the smart contract. We onboard the investors, uh, your investors get onboarded onto the platform with uh, uh, passing KYC, AML, know your customer, anti-money laundering and accreditation. 
and at, and at that point they're ready to start uh, the payment process. They can pay in fiat or crypto. They transfer the funds, and then automatically upon the transfer, they are getting uh, via the smart contract the uh, piece of the property, which is technically a piece of the digital securities um, or a piece of the SPV, shares in the SPV that holds the asset. Excellent. So that sounds like a lot, but in terms of selling a, a commercial building the traditional way, the paperwork doesn't sound um, extreme by any means. And I'm glad to hear that there are so many compliance layers and you're so familiar with them. Obviously, if I were to create a, um, you know, a, a, a fractional portion of my property, I would want to make sure that I was in compliance and that I had some way to verify that should anybody come knocking on my door and ask, I would want to be able to say, yes, all of these folks are indeed accredited and that would be important. Um, let me ask you, it, the tokens that are distributed, are, is there a freeze on the tokens? If if somebody wanted to, could they go on a decentralized exchange and transfer these? And if so, does that pose any issues because that new owner is no longer KYC'd? Um, how is that process addressed? You know, via security, or is it only is it a walled garden and it's only accessible for trade on your marketplace? You can trade it on a on a dex, and as I mentioned, that uh, the wall that prevents somebody from transferring the token. It does not depend on where the token is sold. In fact, it, we have a way to integrate with Uniswap, for example, or any decentralized exchange, actually quite a big number of decentralized exchanges where you can list the token you own, why not? And then the, the new buyer, uh, before they can actually transfer the funds, they're going to have to undergo KYC and AML and accreditation. They will be actually um, they will be asked to undergo that on um, a pro likely our platform because the, the exchanges themselves uh, uh, don't integrate QAs. Most of them don't integrate QAs and NML. Uh, some of them do. I, I do know of a few that do that offer that service. So they'll undergo that on our platform. Only then they will be able to actually transfer the funds. Got it. So if somebody wanted to come back in for redemption at that point in time, they would KYC. No, yeah, well, not exactly for redemption, but just for to even purchase or to to transfer. The transfer will not be complete to their wallet. The transfer of the um, of the smart contract will never be able to be completed into their wallet until they are placed on that whitelist. Okay, and now I understand. Yeah. Okay. Now, if I am a consumer, um, this is appealing to me. I decide, you know what? Um, I, I meet these qualifications. I would like to participate. How easy is it for me to um, log into your website, set up an account and start looking for projects? What is the, the rate of new projects getting listed? Um, what kind of options do I have when I, when I first start looking? So basically, we have a few projects on our own marketplace. Those are our projects. And uh, the projects where we joined actually as a, as a general partner. Now, most of our clients that have their projects on their site and they're using our platform to bring their investor um, database or their investor pool that they already have. So it's mainly working as a basically a tool for anyone, any sponsor to be able to offer liquidity to their investors. So they're not only limited to our marketplace. So Got if you it. want to find if you want to find tokens right now to invest in, then uh, basically uh, number one we have uh, a few great projects on on the marketplace on solidblog.co, and uh, number two you know you can always uh, inform your the the sponsors you work with if you already invest in real estate and encourage them to 
tokenize. Excellent. Okay. So you were involved, not just with your own business, obviously, um, but with the greater blockchain community as well. You seem to be um, somewhat of a champion for real estate and blockchain integration. Uh, can you expand on, on what other applications there are, what else we might see you do, or um, just some other um, progress that the industry itself has been making with blockchain? What else is new? Yeah, so a lot, so much is new actually. And I think the newest uh, trend in uh, real estate is NFTs. And mm -hmm. so, in fact, we just created and, and uh, launched an NFT uh, for hospitality platform called NFT Stays. And uh, you can buy, um, or, or any hospitality owner can issue uh, NFTs for either stays or membership clubs or perks, you know, and things like that. And uh, in general, I think there is an overall movement uh, of the NFT to go from kind of low utility, like digital art to high utility, like a hotel room or, or accessing services, right? And in the future, anything related to identity, you know, uh, and so, so, so it's actually very exciting for me to see this gain more mainstream applications. And also NFTs for even selling homes, like selling homes and title transfers, which is a championed by a company called Propy. And um, there are also, of course, applications and payments for real estate, like rental payments, um, asset management, aspects of asset management on the blockchain, I think championed by a company called RealBlocks, which has uh, onboarded a, a huge asset manager called LaSalle. Um, and so, in fact, uh, companies like, like them are claiming that there's huge savings, cost savings and asset management from placing, um, placing real estate on the blockchain. Uh, another big one is data. And there is a company called Invenium that's championing in data and anything they, you need for valuing the asset, right? So that would enable trading. Um, those are kind of the applications on top of my head. Um, I'm it's in a good list. Yeah, I'm, I'm especially interested in um, what Proppy is doing. And, um, you know, they've, they've closed a few um, properties here in the US as NFTs. And I'm curious to see what the impact will be on title companies. I could see a time in 10 years where it's very easy to see chain of title because it's transparent and it's, uh, you know, it's it's on the blockchain. Everybody will see it. On um, that, you would need more of a title on the blockchain managed by the government. So it's it's a complex process. I know I, I understand why the government in the U.S. Uh, hasn't uh, accomplished it. And basically because in general, title in the U.S. is not so compatible with uh, with blockchain because there is no title history at times. And you can find a piece of paper in your garage and, and you know, kind of proving that you are the owner of something and it's not written in the database. So what do you do if you can't? edit the blockchain, right? So, but in other countries like Georgia, for example, they, they've been doing uh, titles on the blockchain for a while. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see um, the progress that's made um, and the integrations. You know, I think for a while, you're right in the US, we may see like a dual system where it's recorded on the blockchain, but we still do it the traditional way um, for some time. Um, but I, I like to see the growth oh, there. Right. You understand that actually in the securities, uh, according to the SEC regulations and uh, FINRA regulations, this, this dual system is used for securities even now. You're, you're required to have a transfer agent and a broker dealer with a special license, if you, especially if you want to custody securities, because they double up. Blockchain mm -hmm. is like a secondary mirror system to the traditional system, which 
you know, is a, a bit ridiculous. But I guess it needs to, it will take time for everybody to get used to blockchain being like the primary database. Yeah, uh, that mass adoption, I can feel it coming. Um, and the progress that's been made even in the four or five years since you've been in the business um, has been significant. Um, what's, what's, if you could project just for a little bit and just wild speculation is okay. Uh, in the next four years, what massive changes will happen? Do you think in your business and, you know, day-to-day -day life? That's insane for years, right? Cause right. You know, things are going at lightning speed, but what I could speculate is that when the whole world is moving into the web three environment, we're going to see mass adoption of anything blockchain for assets. And in general, um, I am looking forward to seeing applications that don't mimic necessarily real life. And I'll give you an example of that from the crypto space is uh, actually decentralized exchanges and the and the pool of uh, basically liquidity pools. And this is uh, something akin to what we saw in uh, kind of in the real in the real world um, during the games GameStop fiasco and the Robin Hood, mm -hmm. you know, people on Reddit getting together and kind of influencing the market. So in the crypto space, you have liquidity pools where individuals with even small amounts of capital can contribute to uh, to create um, uh, large loans to institutions, right? And that's uh, and that's where the earnings are very high in comparison to you storing money at the bank where you're going to get zero, right? Or somewhere, right. somewhere there. And, you know, you put money in USDT, uh, on an exchange and you may get six, seven percent at least, right? even without locking it up. Like mm -hmm. so. So this this is the revolution, right? The revolution is to be able to take a small person with a little bit of money and let them make money like the big institution. And that's what crypto allows you to do. Now, in the real estate world, a small person, what does that mean? Or in the asset world, somebody who has an apartment. So I mentioned the idea of aggregation of assets, right? I can add my asset to an asset pool and then we can use that to collateralize. Now we have to be super careful because uh, not, not to repeat the 2008 scenario, right? Yeah, no this. crashes. Yeah. So however, what I saw as a, as a really good uh, indication of, um, uh, of the market is that a lot of, a, a few, quite a few rating agencies are getting involved with blockchain products. So, for example, Society General, um, just a bank, actually the U.S. Uh, arm issued a bond on the blockchain that is being collateral that they applied then for a loan from a uh, from a DAO, from MakerDAO, uh, where they would get, uh, you know, they, they, they would basically they collateralize their basket of loans and they're getting uh, they're borrowing money from MakerDAO to mm -hmm. uh, you know to basically get liquidity and uh, which i think is like revolutionary and and the fact of the matter is that a rating agency i can't remember which one maybe it was fitch uh rated that bond you know as a triple a so i mean in general it's 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 re really exciting and then with blockchain we can see the quality of the underlying assets much better with applications like invenium transparency is there exactly you know exactly what you're getting you're not going to have hopefully the repeat of crappy products you know mm -hmm. creating uh, creating these baskets of, of of mortgage loans right and and, and i think this this is going to be a, a hell of an application uh in in the next four years yeah i agree the um uh, peeling away of some of the layers and giving the everyday investor um access to that is is going to be a game changer for a lot of folks. So they just don't realize how many how many layers, how many middle people are in between here and there. Um, 
And so I, I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, you've been incredibly gracious with your time. I appreciate your point of view. And uh, the next big milestone for SolidBlock, I, I hope that you um, will agree to come back on the channel, give us a quick update. We'd love to have you back on here again um, to talk about real estate and blockchain. Absolutely, I, I would uh, I would welcome that, and uh, you know, happy to spread the word. Excellent. All right. Well, we appreciate it, everybody. Uh, as always. I am your crypto nerd and stay tuned. We've got more real estate coverage coming up for you.